0: entrepreneurial journey podcast we're talking business and building a culture that's kick-ass where we make it happen grab your seat let's have a
1: blast at the entrepreneurial journey podcast there we go. okay hello Monty and welcome to the entrepreneurial journey podcast how are you today I'm very well thank you how are you yeah, good, thanks. Uh, Monty Roy is the founder of the Leith Walk Police Box. And I was really keen to interview Monty because, one, as the most interesting business name I've ever come across. Uh, and two, I want uh, all our listeners to hear uh, about this business and the inspiration behind it. So, welcome, Monty. Thank you thank for doing you. the podcast. Thanks so much. No problem. Um, Tell me about the moment you decided to set up this business.
0: Well, um, I was a scientist uh, working in a laboratory and I really hated my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a sign on a police box. It had been decommissioned by uh, Lothian and Borders Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that it was for sale. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to own? I didn't really have a business idea per se at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very lucky that I my bid was successful for the uh-huh. police box. And, and I got the one that's on Leith Walk, which is a really, really busy uh, shopping and commuter street in uh, the north of Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Um, my family are from India and we love food and street food was definitely, at that time, about 2012, was definitely a starting to become a phenomenon here.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. So a combination of all those things, hating my job, having bought this ready-made premises, if you like, and having a, a background in food and street food, I thought, well... You know, this is a great opportunity, I could open a business selling Indian street food. So that was back in 2012. Um, and very quickly after a weekend of making vegetable pakoras and mm. handing them out to people, I realised a couple of things. Um, that A, I didn't think they were as good as seller as they might be. Mm. And secondly, I didn't think that I could spend my whole time standing in the police box making food and selling it. Right. So I went back to the drawing board and um, there were a couple of other Indian restaurants on the same, same block mm. uh, of the street as the police box. So I felt like I was just really competing with them. And that's not really how I wanted to do business either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, back to the drawing board and this, this idea of, of bringing something new and fresh and different to Leaf Walk uh, came to me. And that's when the idea was born. So that was about two or three years later. And I was still working at the lab at that point, still really hating it. Mm. And yeah. Um, but the pop-up space idea really took off because the whole idea of of not having to negotiate a lease or um, find suitable premises, tie yourself in uh, to uh, a lease for six months, say, mm-hmm. for example, um, was obviously, there was a, a place in the market for that. And very quickly, I was approached by Edinburgh Tool Library. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a library of tools. So instead of borrowing books, you borrow tools. You okay. can borrow drills, ladders. and They've even got a sewing machine now. Oh, really? Um, so it's great because you, you don't have to buy these tools. You just borrow them. And then you hand them back after you've, you've done whatever job you need to do with them. Yeah. So... I was approached by um, Chris Hallowell, who's the founder. He was looking for a a space to rent that was cheap because they were a new um, social enterprise. And um, they've been my customers ever since. So that was 2015. And I found that as as the box became better known, uh, I was getting more and more inquiries and bookings. And it got to the point where I realized that actually... I couldn't give the box my business I couldn't give the, the business enough attention without quitting my day job and, and oh, so that's what I did and I did that in 2017 so it's been quite a long process getting to the point so I've answered your question in a very long and roundabout <laughs> way but it was there wasn't really a sudden moment where I thought oh that you know this this is this is the business and this is how it's going to be. It's, it's been a transition. There's been an evo- evolution. Yeah. And, it's, and it's taken a while to get to the point where I finally think that I have got a model that works. Yeah. Um, and 2019 was our best year ever And in, in December in the run-up to Christmas and New Year. Well we had uh, almost, not quite, but almost we were at full capacity. So, so yes, it's been really good.
1: Good. So that's really interesting. And, and I need you to explain to our listeners what a police box is, because not everybody will know what one is.
0: Yeah. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, you will be very aware of um, the TARDIS that mm-hmm. Doctor Who uses to travel um, around the, the universe in. Yeah. Um, it's essentially a box that was used by police forces in the 1900s. As a way of, um, of allowing the public to get in contact with them. In the 1900s, uh, phones were not widespread, people didn't have phones in their houses, and um, you could go to a police box. There was a public phone in there. You would, if you needed to contact a police officer, you could open the door, pick up the handset, and speak to a police officer. Brilliant. Obviously, with the advent of of phones in people's houses, mobile phones, police personal radios, the police boxes have become really um, not not irrelevant, but just mm. almost surplus to requirements. And because they are the historic monuments, they do require quite a lot of upkeep, mm. especially if you're trying to keep them uh, in their um, sort of original form, which which is what I am doing. Um, so they're, they varied in size depending on what city they were in. Edinburgh police boxes are really quite special because they, they were designed specifically by the city architect at the time, a man called Ebenezer McCrae. Wow. And they, ha- they feature um, elements of the, the city's crest. So there's a, um, a moulding of the castle. On the door, right. there are um, laurel wreaths on each um, side of the box, and they're made of cast iron. Wow. So they're, they're pretty much almost indestructible. Rust. <laughs> rust is a four letter word. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with rust killer uh, and a paint scraper in my hand and um, trying to keep the box. Shape and looking really. good. So yeah, so they are very, they're very small spaces, um, about two meters by um, 1.8 meters. Um, and I've deliberately kept the inside of my box very much how it was when the police officer uh, was working out of it because I love that aspect of the history yeah. of the boxes, the fact that they were really part of the community. Quite often, police officers would start their shift and there would be a line of people queuing up to speak to them. And, and, you know, and they were embedded in the community. And sometimes I, I think we we're missing that a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so I, I, the idea is that, you know, that there's still a little bit of history there and, and I haven't changed the inside at all. And one of the things that we try and do is, um, and I would advise any business owners to do this, is to really try and be part of your local. Community. Mm. Um, we uh, take part in an event called Doors Open. Oh yeah! It happens in September, and it's um, it's run by the Coburn Association. And um, lots of fantastic, interesting buildings are open for free to the public. And we've taken part in that. Um, and we invite retired police officers who have worked out of the police boxes to come and speak to the public about what their experiences are. And there are some really funny. Stories, as you can imagine, um, Leith at that time was a little bit like the Wild West in the oh. 1970s. Now it's undergro- uh, undergoing a process of gentrification, so, yeah. but but back then it was uh, certainly there was a slight ele- element of um, lawlessness, lawlessness, shall we say? So yeah, some fantastic stories that come from these cops, and I love it when you see a retired officer walk into the police box and go just the look on their faces, when they, they see that it hasn't changed from how oh, it was, wow. you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get a lot of joy and pleasure out of running my business, and that, I think you can probably appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, we can hear it in your voice, and I, and I love the fact that you're preserving history and making use, uh, proper use, out of what is still there. And, and as you say, being very much a part of the community uh, which, which brings me on to the next bit who who hires the police box, and is there only one
0: no we we have a range of um customers' clients mm-hmm. i guess you would i would call them my clients um but um so i've already mentioned the tool library they're, yeah. they're a social enterprise, but we have a range of entrepreneurs um creatives campaign groups and charities so uh, really any anyone who has an idea that they're passionate about that they would like to test in a real world setting so it is perfect for entrepreneurs for example um but uh, so I, i'll just give you an example of, a, of an entrepreneur who we have mm-hmm. at, the, at the police box at the moment he's an italian um chap. Uh, he hails from sicily and uh, he imports nuts and dried fruits, which he turns into the most delicious um, brittles and uh, nougat and caramelised nuts. Oh. And the the smell of of the the nuts cooking is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's there regularly on a Wednesday and a Friday, and uh, he rents it for a day. He's looked at. know commercial kitchens and trying to find a shop of his own but actually it really suits him to be on the street um making his creations fantastic Um, so yes he's very much um an entrepreneur he works really hard he's got a great product he's incredibly passionate about what he's making the freshness and the and the quality of his ingredients the fact that he's using um, recipes that have been handed down through his family, um, comes from a family of uh, Sicilian confectioners but also he is adapting some of his recipes um, and using unusual and different ingredients so for example he made uh, his own uh, scotch egg uh, for Christmas really? pistachios and almonds on the outside and then on the inside um, whipped cream wow. so just very he, he's just full of ideas um, I have, I've learnt as much from him I think as, as I have having had him as a, as a customer at the police box and then campaign groups um, we've had um, we've had Take One Action They are uh, an organisation that are trying to change the world and make it a better place through the medium of film. And they try and inspire people to just take one action to try and change the world that we're living in and make it a better place. So they uh, took over the box um, the year before last and we had a two-seater cinema (laughs) in the box where uh, people could watch just short take-one-action films That were very inspirational and motivational and um yeah it was it was a great success we we made it into the local press because obviously it was something a little bit wacky and different but with a a, an important message Mm. uh, behind what we were trying to do um and then an an example of a charity we've had uh, the woodland trust which is a uk charity that helps to preserve uh, woodlands and trees in the uk um, they're coming back to us this year. This will be the third year that they've used the police box okay. and another local charity is called um, Invisible Cities mm-hmm. They employ homeless people as tour guides uh, on walking tours So you do your you, you take part in a, 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 in a walking tour you'll hear the same kind of historical information about uh, the city, but uh, the person because they have experienced homelessness, can also tell you um, what it's like. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's fascinating to see your own city from that perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh, those, yeah. yeah, so that, that's just a little example, a few examples of, of who our clients are. Um, you can sort of see that we... trying to be socially minded we're trying to do business a little bit differently Mm. um we can't really compete with the the big boys but we're not we're not trying to we're not trying to be a big supermarket chain or um amazon or anything like that but what we are trying to do is 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 give these organizations these entrepreneurs Um, a good start uh, you know a a foot in the door if you like in a way that's affordable and um, flexible for their needs.
1: Yeah good and will you or can you add any more police boxes I mean how how will you grow the business?
0: Yeah I mean we certainly for example at at Christmas we really had reached almost had reached capacity and quite often we have to turn customers away or we have to delay when they can actually use the police box because Mm. we don't have capacity we only have one police box so um one of the things that does keep me awake at night is the (laughs) edinburgh tram project Mm. and it's already started and it's started to affect businesses um at the um on on a street that runs um, next to Leith Walk, which is where we're situated. Right. And when the tram works happen, our side of the street is also going to be shut. Ah. So, um, I mean, we've been assured by the council that, you know, they'll support us as much as they can, but it certainly is something that worries me. So, mm-hmm. in a very kind of counterintuitive way, I feel that we need to go big, mm-hmm. to go large um, during the tram works. And um, the idea is that we'll. Build a row of replica police boxes that will sit, that will sit either side of the current box. So the current box has got electricity, it's got water, um, so we'll be able to run power and water to the replica boxes. Brilliant. But what it will mean is that we have much of a much more of a visible presence on the street. I don't mm-hmm. want us to be lost behind the. The building work barriers. Um, so, and the and and that would offer us more capacity. We'd also have more flexibility because, as I mentioned, the inside of the box is a historical monument, so it's not suitable for anything like food preparation. Um, but with these new replica boxes, we could make them so that they would be suitable for cooking spaces or a suitable place for co-working desk space office space (laughs) um workshop space uh you could have a sewing machine in there for example or you could have a small workbench but these the, the new boxes would then be um would offer a lot more flexibility in terms of what people could do and how we could market the business
1: yeah that's amazing what a great idea and i can just imagine a little row of police boxes would you keep them all the same color or how, how would you make I a think, visual I think it would be lovely if visually if uh,
0: they were all painted different colors yeah um yeah. and in terms of funding this idea mm-hmm. I think that it would be useful or it would be it would be good to do some sort of crowdfunding and then if mm-hmm. uh, the the client that takes on the box or takes on space within the box um could then have a say and say what colour their box was. I mean the, the overall look is to have something that is fairly uniform in terms of the the out the structure of the match yeah. externally. But yeah we can play with the colours so that they they look really nice on Instagram and you know social media is obviously a big part of um of the business. So are these are the things that we need to take into consideration. Um, yeah. And also I think there are markets are definitely having a resurgence in Edinburgh, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, but I also like the idea that we might be able to do something slightly different. If you if you have a family, if you have a young family, it can be quite difficult to go to markets if the expectation always is that you're going to have to buy something. Yeah. And it would be nice to have, even if one of the boxes could just be turned over to something educational that was free. Hmm. um or entertainment or something fun for kids to do that that didn't cost any money then I think that would be really a nice a nice a draw definitely for, for for young families
1: yeah yeah definitely wonderful okay so that's exciting what what do you I can hear the passion in your business Monty and at this point I normally ask about what you love about running your business but I'm gonna to skip to what do you hate about running your business? Cause I think am I right in thinking you just love running your business really? I
0: do love yeah. it. I what I realize now is when I was in a stuck in a lab, um, looking down a microscope, that <laughs> I just missed meeting people and talking to people and hearing about their ideas and that's the thing that really gets me out of bed in the morning, I guess, the, the fact that I'm going to be meeting people who are, I, I don't know who they are, but they you know that they've got a passion for some for a business idea or something that they're campaigning about. And I'm going to be part of that and I'm yeah. going to help them uh, get to where they want to be. And I think for me, that's, that's very exciting. And also, I guess the fact that I'm in control of my own destiny when I was working for someone else. I, I found it such a slog doing the nine to five and the commute and now I'm not saying that it's another utter joy to get out of bed every morning, <laughs> sometimes it's not, but the point is I suppose that it's it's my choice, I'm, yeah. I'm in control, I'm in charge and and that is what is, has been wonderful for me.
1: Yeah, so what don't you like about running your business?
0: But that's pretty easy, actually, paperwork. Oh, I, okay. I definitely am not very good at keeping on top of it. And I know that I should. So a New, re- new Year's resolution for me, I think. Um And also, sometimes I get a bit fra- frustrated dealing with um bureaucracy. I mean, the council, they're not everybody's favourite people. Some Some people at the council have been absolutely wonderful and really, really helpful. But yeah, I, I do sometimes find the... Find bureaucracy a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I think we all do definitely. And and who out there inspires you? Hmm. Good question.
0: I'm going to be cheeky, if I may, and mm-hmm. have have a few. Have an, uh, my have answer. As many as you <laughs> like So on a kind of aspirational level, um, on a on a personal level, I guess um, there's a, a lady you may have heard of called Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and although I don't necessarily always agree with what she does, she is fearless. She never plays mm. it safe. No,
1: it's true. And
0: um, she's always reinventing herself.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm, I certainly am. I'm a fan. Um and yeah, and then in, on a yeah, on a sort of a more personal level, um some of my clients really are inspirational. Um so I talked about the tool library. Um Hallowell, yeah. he founded the tool library, uh, he had to he had to um do a lot of knocking of heads together because people just could not get their head around the idea that you could lend out tools and they would be returned to you and that people would be respectful when they were borrowing them and that all these tools wouldn't go um, AWOL Um, Mm -hmm. and he's created a fantastic organisation I actually volunteer for the tool library now because I used to go to all their events I'd drink their beer, I'd eat their pizza, I'd chat to them and I think at the end of the day I thought I might as well just be part of this because it's really good fun and I'm learning, even though I know nothing about tools, Mm -hmm. I can still volunteer with them. So, yeah, I'd say Chris Halliwell definitely has created this amazing organization that is really, is changing the world one drill at a time. Oh, wow. Um, Michele, um, he is the fantastic entrepreneur behind UK Tipico. He's the Sicilian confectioner. I admire him because he has an amazing work ethic. He is there every Wednesday and Friday, you know, doesn't matter really how terrible the weather is. Well, as long as it's not dangerous. yeah, you know, he will be there and he has a smile on his face and he has a passion for what he's doing and the product that he's creating. He's always innovating. Um, so definitely he he is an inspiration to me. Um, and finally, I'd really like to mention um, a chap, a young guy called um, Tom Hodges.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: runs Type Wronger Books, um, really? which is a very, very small niche independent bookshop in Edinburgh. And he is also the only typewriter repairman in Scotland.
1: Wow. Um, and <laughs>
0: he taught himself to repair typewriters. Um, uh, I mean, that in itself is quite a feat. Um, he's, but he's also really, really personable and affable. Um, he is such a good businessman. You know, I think people felt that books were really not going to be a good business model. You know, um, there's been so many independent bookshops that have closed, but Tom and his friends every week weekend for about three months they came down to the police box carrying boxes and boxes of books an armchair um a rug a lampstand and just created a mini living room uh, at the police box and he did his market research there he talked to people and said you know i have a a real desire to own my own bookshop this work and he built up his own core following Right. By doing pop ups at the police box, and it you know gave him the confidence to to go ahead with his idea, which was to open a bookshop and and now he has his bookshop and we still collaborate every um fifth of November it's the the day that he started trading from the bookshop right. he comes and he celebrates at the police box and um but he certainly is an inspiration in terms of business ideas um he's really switched on um Yeah, I I have a lot of
1: admiration for him. Fantastic, fantastic. And finally, Monty, if your business was a person, how would you describe their character or personality?
0: I would say passionate, passionate Mm -hmm. about ideas, passionate about changing the way that we do things, changing Mm -hmm. the way that we do business. I would say that um, I'm helpful, mm-hmm. I'm a helpful person. We want to help your business succeed. We want to help you on your way to success. Okay. And I would say that we're flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if life doesn't always go the way that you want it to, so you just kind of sometimes have to change direction you or did. change the way that you do something. So yeah, passionate, helpful,
1: flexible. Brilliant, brilliant, wonderful. So I know people will be dying to get in touch, so they can go to Leith Walk Police Box. And Leith is spelled L-E-I-T-H and walk is as it is and there's no hyphens or anything like that and they can find you on facebook can't they at least police box um please follow um and also on twitter and on instagram um and i know you're going to be doing more on linkedin this year as well to attract more businesses to the box, which which is fantastic and i think your idea of Entrepreneurs who may have an idea and using your police box as a way to test that idea—that's a brilliant, brilliant thing to be able to offer the entrepreneurial hmm. community, isn't
0: it? Yes, yeah, yeah, and um, and we can also help with um, social media. Um, if you don't feel very confident, we can certainly help with the basics, and we can even help with practical things. Quite a lot of entrepreneurs are, you know, one-person businesses. Yeah. And th- they don't have anyone else that can really help them, so we can help you with if you if you're actually selling physical items, or um, we can help with actually moving things. We can help with even just giving you a break so that you can go to the loo, really? you know, just getting you a coffee, stuff like that. It's 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 very difficult. It's a challenge when you're a one person business, and we totally get that, and we wish want to help you as much as we possibly
1: can. Good, Oh, that's wonderful. When you're ready to launch your crowdfunding campaign, let me know, Monty, and we'll get back on uh, to do that. And to our listeners overseas, because I know we have many listeners overseas, uh, if you're coming to Edinburgh, and and you should come to Edinburgh, it is a beautiful city, uh, you'll find Monty's uh, police box at the top of Leith Walk, uh, which is at the east end of the city. Uh, and all you need to do is head towards the Edinburgh Playhouse and kind of keep going uh, down Leith Walk and you'll find it towards the top. So um, if you're coming to Edinburgh, do go and pop and see it and find out what's going on at the police box. Yes, and
0: can I, could I also just say for uh, your listeners in the US, uh-huh. um, we did actually have a pop-up. By an artist who <laughs> right. came over, she brought a suitcase full of her um, creations and she had a pop up at the police box. There we so, go. There you go. You know, the, the, the fact that we're in a different country is not necessarily a barrier.
1: It is not. That is wonderful, Monty. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck.
0: Great. Thanks very much, Rebecca. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: the entrepreneurial journey
0: podcast we're talking business and building a culture that's kick-ass where we make it happen grab your seat let's have a blast at the entrepreneurial journey